Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rant and Grow. This is your host, Tulio Sergusa. And today I'm joined by Ryan Lowe. And we're going to be talking about something that a lot of us talk about on a pretty consistent basis, which is having a positive attitude. But we're going to focus a great deal on why this is important and how do we get to have a positive attitude, especially when things are hard. I mean, this past year, things have been difficult for everyone worldwide. Kind of hard to have a positive attitude sometimes when you're facing a pandemic, right, Ryan? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> but, tough. <laughs> but before we go into the topic, let's get to know Ryan a little bit. Please, please, Ryan, introduce yourself to the audience. Yes, uh, my name is Ryan Lowe. I am a motivational speaker, trainer, and coach. Um, I travel the country doing motivational talks um, on a book that I wrote. Um, it's been out 10 years now. It's a 10-year anniversary of Get Off Your Attitude. Um, and so um, I've uh, been in this business for over 15 years. I used to promote Brian Tracy and travel the country promoting his and love traveling and uh, meeting a lot of good people and being on a lot of uh, podcasts like this one. So it's a lot, a lot of fun. Excellent. So Ryan, the one thing that I want to start off with is why did this become like a topic of interest for you to make a book about it, to focus your coaching work around it? Was this something you struggled yourself in your own journey? How did you come about picking having a positive attitude as your stick tell us a little bit about that yeah it kind of came it was a great question it kind of came across to me um about 12 years ago i had built a life insurance business um i had stepped away from the speaking business for for a little while and got into the corporate world and then started my own insurance company and um i had it for about two years and my business partner and i had to close it it was due to the mortgage bubble that happened in um and we, when we closed that business, I had already moved from Dallas, Texas, back to Louisiana, back to New Orleans, and had no contacts, had nobody. And when we shut our business down, it really took me for a loop. Uh, had, like I said, no, really not many contacts, no business here, or you know, per se. Um, and so I decided that uh, I really got down about it. I lost, when I lost my business, I was negative, I was pessimistic. I was mad at the world. I was pointing the finger at everybody else. I didn't want to take ownership or take responsibility and decided that uh, when I, one morning, it's the craziest thing. I woke up about four in the morning, full of sweat, full of anxiety. I'd taken a job through a friend and didn't like the job and had a lot of debt, a lot of things going wrong. And I woke up at that four o'clock that morning and four words came to me, get off your attitude. I don't know where they came from. I thought that I may have heard it from one of the bigger speakers like Zig Ziglar or Les Brown or Brian Tracy or some of those guys. So I did some research, couldn't find that slogan anywhere. I went to godaddy.com, getoffyourattitude.com, .net, all of those were available. So I decided to journal and write about like making a comeback from being hit when I hit rock bottom. And I used that slogan throughout the whole process of telling myself, Ryan, anytime I thought negative, acted negative, spoke negative, I said, Ryan, just get off your attitude, keep moving forward. And it became my, my slogan, it became my message. And then, so then two years later, I decided to write a book about it. 
And that's what I've been doing for the past 10 years. As I said, it's a 10 year anniversary of the book. And just really, you know, this year can be this, this can be a better time to be on the on this with you because people are are having a trouble, tough time. It, you know, business might be down. You had to close your business. Even my business took a major hit this past year. So it's kind of a rebuilding year. How do you stay positive? And it's not easy. I can tell you that I, I still get my times throughout my career and throughout my business and, and being a father and being a husband and being a son and a brother and being all the roles that we play in life. A lot of times it can be overwhelming. It can, uh, you feel like you're stuck. You feel like you're overwhelmed, fear, anxiety, bitterness, stress, all of those things can, can get a hold of us if we're not careful and we can get stuck. And, and, you know, being a person that um, I dealt with, uh, negativity earlier in my life. Um, when I was in high school, I was actually shot with a 12 gauge shotgun and I never Ouch. forget. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's always the number one question I get. I get. Did it hurt? Uh, yes, it hurt. Um, you think? Yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so I never, I didn't realize, you know, I, I never really thought about it. One bullet went through me. One bullet was in me. They never had to do surgery or anything of that nature. So it kind of came and went. I was a junior in high school, never really talked about it until I was older, decided to write the book and didn't realize at that time I was went through the exact same thing. Just went through a really tough time, um, really you know, thought I'd lost my, you was going to lose my arm, all kind of crazy, negative thoughts, negative feelings, all that kind of stuff. And so looking back at that, I remember making a decision and all of us have to make that decision. Either we become a victim or we become the victor of that situation. And no matter what our circumstances are, we've all heard great stories of people picking themselves up. And it really just all comes back to that main mindset is that positive mindset, that positive attitude, just choosing it and sticking with it, no matter what happens or how things turn out for you. I love it. Congratulations on the 10-year anniversary of the book. I appreciate that. Uh, here's the good news. You were in good company with millions of people going through that in 2008, 2009, including myself. Uh, and it was very transformative for mm -hmm. a lot of us. I, mm -hmm. I've often said, if you were lucky to be one of the ones who went through that and transform your life, uh, I'm sure you came out from one set of mindset to another mm -hmm. over that process. My, my curiosity is, you know, we live in an age where everybody acknowledges how important it is to be positive, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of neg, there's a lot of fake positivity that happens too. Right. It, yeah. There's a lot of people who think that you have to run away from the feeling of fear or uh, despair or, you know, appropriate feelings that could come up in the middle of, let's say, a pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, how do you help people through the process of reconciling, accepting what's going on while still shifting into having a positive attitude? How do you help them do that uh, effectively? Because a lot of people just struggle with that, right? They just, if I have to be positive, I can't embrace anything at all that's not positive. Right. And that's, and that's, that's not the mindset to have. The mindset to, is to know that it's going to be tough, to know that it's going to be a struggle, to know that it's that fear, anxiety, all stress, all these, all these things are part of it. You can't run away from it. You can't um, dilute them. You can't um, push them away. And when you can accept that and then learn how to respond to it, 
Um, that's the best way. I, I always talk about how the definition of attitude is the way we think or feel about something or someone. But really, it comes down to being strong minded. It comes down to being inspirational. It comes out to be uh, being disciplined, dedicated and responsible about the choices that you take in the, the life that you're trying to live. And the number one thing that I learned from interviewing people, speaking for the past 10 years on it, coaching people on the past 10 years on it, is really how do you respond to it? You've got two people that can respond to that pandemic two different ways. Someone will look at it and say, that's the end. It's the end of my career. It's the end of my company. You know, everything went to, went, you know, it went to hell. Or someone could say, you know what, everything went to hell, but it's my responsibility to respond to it in a positive manner. Um, and Charles Swindle said it best, life is 10% what happens, 90% on how we respond to it. So that's the, that's the thing is you're never going to be able to walk away from anything that happened in 2020. There, it's going to, you know, it's, it's, it's part of you. It's part of your journey, part of who you are. Like I said, I lost a lot of money, lost a lot of business, lost a lot of clients. I didn't, I still haven't traveled on a plane in over a year. And I was, I lived on a plane for 10 years, um, you know, traveling at least once a week to somewhere to do an event or, or a conference or something of that nature. And so it's really, and someone said it best is how do you shift? And I think you might've said that a few minutes ago as well, just how do you shift? And, you know, the virtual, uh, you know, going virtual, doing a lot of things. So that's the thing is you got to sit down for a moment and just really have, uh, have faith that you can go through whatever life throws at you. You got to have that be, be right. strong minded. All right. But let's talk about some of the folks that are struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I often say every decision we make in life, there's a paycheck associated. With mm -hmm. Staying in the mindset, like you said, you're either the victim or the victor. Staying in a victim mindset, uh, some, in some cases, it's not out of choice because of circumstances that mm -hmm. are very extreme. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, it is out of choice. Mm -hmm. And there's a paycheck associated with it. Mm -hmm. yes. There's a paycheck. Um, I've through my work, I've discovered a paycheck is often just you never have to take responsibility for yourself. You can blame everyone. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you help people recognize in themselves that the reason they're in that victim mindset or stuck or can't get to a positive attitude and they're constantly blaming everyone is actually because they don't want to be responsible for their own lives. How do you help them shift out of that? What's worked for you? You know, I would say 80% of those people will, will, won't recover from that. Um, it, that. That was set in their mind before the pandemic, before anything else. Um, there's a lot of people that want to play that victim card. Unfortunately, we do live in a society that we honor victims when it comes to those things. Oh, it fosters it. Yeah, it fosters it, yeah. It's, That's it's, the whole cancel culture. It's based on everybody being a victim. Exactly. And uh, there's nothing that separates you. You and I have never met in person. There's nothing that separates you or I or anybody that's going to be listening to this to go through a tough time and decide I've got to make a decision and make the right decisions to get myself out of it. Um, I always talk about when I woke up at four o'clock in the morning that morning. I talk about how I could have, you know, said, you know, what, what, what the, you know, what is this? Get off your attitude, forget that, and stayed in that negative mindset. Because I'll be honest with you, I was in that mindset. I was mad at the world. I was mad that I lost my business. I had to take a job I didn't want. And then um, I, I really, that's when one thing I tell you, that's when I kicked in my faith and just started to really 
meditate and pray on it and just, you know, ha- write down my goals and sit down, hey, what can I do to get out of this? And it doesn't happen overnight. And one thing that I learned, um, and I'll tell you that that's pretty crazy, is uh, my, my grandmother's Bible was on my shelf. Never forget waking up one morning and looking at my grandmother's Bible, and I never forget unzippering it. And to believe it or not, while I was writing my book, there was a bookmark that was in her Bible, and I have it on my desk right now. And it says, one part at a time, one day at a time, we can accomplish any goal we set for ourselves. Today, I will do one small task that will contribute toward the achievement of a life goal. And I share that with everyone because we want to get out of that victim mindset. We want to be victorious, but we live in that popcorn society as well. We want everything now. And doesn't matter what we're going through, we have to get out of that mindset because it's going to take some time. It takes a little time. And if you could do something positive every single day before you know it, your mindset's positive, your actions are positive, your, your, your words are positive, and then you'll notice that you're pulling yourself out of that victim mentality. So this is great, Ryan. So often one of the things I talk about in Rent to Grow is identifying the things that are in the way mm-hmm. of achieving success or getting to that place, the shifts that needs to happen. I want to hear from you some success stories as well. Can you share some stories where someone, or even just one, someone was really stuck in that negative spiraling, self-loathing, victim mindset where they were able to see it, acknowledge it, and then make the shift into, you know, getting off their attitude. Yeah, I actually do sales coaching as well. And it it, it brought up a gentleman that really I was coaching him about attitude and sales. Uh, He got into sales and and really could not do great at it. And it, it was the victim mentality. He just thought every, every, you know, every uh, sales job that he had up to that point when between him and I getting together was always that he could never be successful. And it was always because the company's fault. He didn't have the right territory. He didn't have the right verbiage. It was always something. He didn't have the right knowledge, the night, the, he didn't have the, the education, whatever it may be. And I really had to sit down with him and we, and we did exactly what you said. We took an inventory of all the excuses that he came up with and we, Crossed, I crossed them with having a solution for each one. And that's something I teach in leadership as well as that. Don't look at the obstacle, look at the solution. And so, you know, as what I did was, is we worked on each one of those. As he said that, you know, he wasn't good with people. We had to get him better with working with people and and introducing himself and not talking about him per se uh, when he met with someone, but about asking about their, what's going on in their world, what's going on in their life. So, we had to do some coaching there. We had to do some coaching on his mindset. He always had the negative attitude that nobody ever wanted to see him or talk to him about his product or whatever it may be. Did the exact same thing. Had to talk him out of it and say, you know, there's always someone that you can meet that is going to be interested in you, interested in your product, but it's the mindset that we have. And also too, uh, just sometimes some of us, we get down on ourselves and he got down on himself. He didn't have the right education, didn't know the right people, things of that nature. And that was something else that we had to get past. So we all have those inner excuses, those inner things that we think that are keeping us down. But really, when it all comes down to it, it's the way we think about those things is what's keeping us uh, keeping us from our success. It's not the actual obstacle, because one of the things I I teach a lot, too, is self-education, self-development, read books, watch videos, listen to podcasts about people, how they got where they are. 
None of them got there with a silver spoon or someone handed them the keys to the to the business or you know overnight success. We've all hit rock bottom. We've all hit walls. We've all hit uh, challenges that we can't with that it just we struggle with. And it's how to it's really it's about our mindset on how to respond to those. And um, and, and I think everyone, even myself, everyone on this call will can relate to that. And it's something that you have to work on a daily basis. It's not something that is going to happen overnight. I can tell you that. Amazing. I mean, that's for sure commonality. It's almost like a rite of passage. You have to fail epically before you can pick yourself up and actually live a fulfilling life. Everyone I've ever spoken to that's been a success has that same story. Uh, that's why I call it sometimes it's a gift. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so in, you know, it's interesting. You talked about sales, helping people in sales, because there have been studies that show that those who are more positive, happy, tend to attract more business. But I'll never forget, I had a spiritual mentor who taught me once, you know, this idea that a product gets created because there's a consciousness out there desiring it. Mm -hmm. It's like the woman who walks by the shoe store and sees the perfect shoe that she can't help herself but go in and buy it. Mm -hmm. And the question is, did she become attracted to that shoe at that moment? Or did she desire that shoe six months ago or a year ago subconsciously, mm -hmm. which put out the energy out there for the shoemaker to say, I've got this idea for a shoe. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they got the idea for the shoe, yeah. but they go and create it. And six months later, it's at the store. And she happens to serendip serendipitously be walking by <laughs> the exact place that has that shoe yeah. and buys it. And the thought process that that helped me shift is this idea that the product that's that you're, if you're in sales, a product or the service that you're offering it already has a desire for it. Yeah. The reason you're offering is because someone wants it. And when I made that shift in my own mind, I recognized that you can, you can become unstoppable with that because you're not actually bothering anybody, trying to convince anybody. You're just trying to find the customers who put that exactly. consciousness out there. Find the right people. A year ago. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you help? Have you noticed that most people who are blocked sometimes, they lack a little bit of consciousness, a little bit of beliefs. They have some faulty wiring in their beliefs how do you help them strain that out or you know fine-tune that so that they can step into the reality of things which is you can achieve anything with the right mindset and that's the thing is you got to uncover those beliefs i mean unfortunately we were all we've all been uh, we're like a computer i mean I, I hate to say that but we've all been um uh we've all downloaded a lot of junk over the years, somehow mm. from parents to friends to you name it. And I mean, we all have that, that old, I call it the old movie reel that clicks on. Um, and anytime that I decided to, you know, when I wrote my book, started my business, uh, I reach out to clients, no matter what it may be, or get on stage, whatever it may be, that negative mindset comes on. And, you know, it, you know, who are you to go tell somebody to get off their attitude? Or who are you to, to start a business? You failed at a business before. I mean, we've all got that. How it's one of the thing is it's self-talk. How do we talk to ourselves? How do we overcome that negative self-talk? And when you can identify that, it's really not negative thoughts. It's really just negative self-talk because we're used to that. We're used to telling ourselves, I'm not good enough to do that. And the reason why I know this is true is uh, I never forget asking my nephew 
and, and, and children will give you a different answer. I asked my nephew one time, I said, Gavin, do you know how to play the, uh, play the piano? And he tells me, no, I, I haven't tried that yet. And then I ask his father and I'm like, do you know how to play the piano? And he says, no, I can't do that. So we've programmed ourselves over the years that we'll tell ourselves that we can't go do, it, go do something. And so what I do is I tell people when they have that mindset is that's where you should be headed. If you think you can't do something, go try it, go do it, go challenge yourself. You might not be great at it, but challenge yourself. Stay, you know, stare fear in the face. That's where the success is. And I, I read that and heard that over the years. And I've done that myself and I've done that with clients before. And you'd be amazed. Um, I've had clients that were in sales and uh, I asked them about a certain product or a certain or a prospect. And, oh, well, no, they, they don't have time for me. They, they would never meet with me. And I'm like, well, have you tried to reach out? Have you tried to, you know, present your product? And before you know it, they've made a friend. They've gone out and done. They, they go out and reach out to that person. They sell their product, or they make a friend, or they make a, uh, you know, a, a a referral partner or whatever. But I always try to to tell people that it's that negative self talk. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to learn how to respond to it. Would you say that's probably probably one of the biggest obstacles to adopting a positive mindset? Just the way we speak Absolutely. about ourselves or to ourselves. Absolutely. We speak worse to ourselves well, than our worst enemies. Um, isn't that amazing? Yeah. The self-deprecation. Some people think it's like a form of humility being self-deprecating and it's not, it's actually reversed ego. <laughs> and that, and they think it's normal. Um, we're grown up that way to think that that's normal to tell ourselves that we can't afford that. We can't do that. In my book, I talk about how we have two radio stations, W I, I mean, um, W P O S and W N E G. And WNEG is cranked up all day. It's that I can't do that. That'll never happen to me. I'm not lucky enough. I can't afford that. I'll never have that. That's what we tell ourselves all day because that's the, 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 what we believe. And if you can switch that radio station to, you know what, let me try that. I can do that. Um, I can afford that. I can, you know, achieve that. Using the word can, you'd be amazed how that, that positive self-talk right there can just change your mindset, change your direction, change your way you, you start thinking about goals. Um, I call them growing opportunities. Most people call them, you know, uh, you know, obstacles and challenges and all that. I call them growing opportunities because anytime I went through a challenge or a setback or something like that, I just, I learned, I figured out you need to grow from that. Yeah. I mean, look, there's people who develop mantras and repeat it to themselves daily for three months. That's how neuroscience works, which overrides beliefs. So positive self-talk is the same thing. Yes. You're, you're tapping into neuroscience, NLP, to basically reprogram your beliefs, mm -hmm. which go from can't to can. All these things are covered in your book? Yes. Right? Yes, they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Please tell people how to find you, how they can get to this information. How, how did you do that? Absolutely. So the first way of doing it is, is if getoffyourattitude.com. Uh, I have Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, all that great stuff. I have videos. I have uh, coaching topics, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, getoffyourattitude.com. Or if you just Google get off your attitude, you will see everything that pops up there. Books, uh, baseball caps, T-shirts, all that kind of good stuff. So I've got a whole line and all that kind of good stuff. And then also, too, you can always check out RyanCLow.com. That's R-Y-A-N, the letter C, L-O-W-E.com. And that kind of gives you more of an insight of who I am and what I do as far as coaching, training, and speaking goes. 
Ryan, it's been great to have you on Rant and Grow. I uh, hope everybody's listening can take this to heart. We need to make the hashtag get off your attitude become a trending hashtag. So every time you see someone complaining about something, just respond, get off your attitude. Get off your attitude. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Ryan, it's been great to have you as my guest. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening again, everyone. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>